All right, everybody. Welcome back to We Dig Tennessee. I'm your host, Matt Mingus. Uh, glad to have you guys listening. Uh, we're going to do things a little different this week. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go through the toolbox talk, and then we're going to have our guest for the week, uh, Mr. Carl Vasquez uh, from Nuka National, uh, uh, join us to go over the toolbox to get a little more in-depth with it. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump right into this. Um, I hope everybody got their submissions in from last week. Because uh, at the end of this podcast, we're going to go ahead and draw the winner uh, for last week. Uh, so I hope everybody got them turned in. Everybody enjoyed the information. I thought Craig did a great job. And we're going to have as equally a good uh, uh, conversation this week with Carl. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into this Toolbox Talk. Uh, and this Toolbox Talk is not only in the email that, you found, that you've been sent with the link to this podcast, uh, but it's also on the Nuka website. So if you go to Nuka.com, log into your profile, Go to the safety tab, drop it down to Toolbox Talks. You'll find it under uh, general safety under call before you dig. So here we go. Call before you dig. Uh, calling the appropriate one call center and locating utilities before digging are vital step on the way to underground construction project. Uh, on any underground construction project. Uh, even if it's not your job to make the call, there are basic concepts that everyone should understand. Once the call is made, utility locators will physically mark the estimated location of the underground utilities that may be in the path of trenches you intend to dig, holes you intend to bore, or other dirt you intend to move. Uh, number one, call the one call center at least two days or more, two days and no more than 10 days before digging, drilling, or boring unless otherwise specified in your state law. Here in Tennessee, it's a minimum of three business days. Uh, so when you call that thing in, they have three business days to market. That does not count holidays and weekends. So keep that in mind. Business days is a key phrase in our law. Uh, number two, provide the one call center with location of the site. Be specific and tell them the street, crossing streets, and which sides of the street you will be working on. Uh, if you call it in, the, the ticket agents will ask for a lot more information than than that, but that is a good summation of the basic information that any one call agent will ask you across the country. So make sure you have plenty of information to give because the more information you can give, the more accurate locates you're going to get done. Uh, number three, mark the route and or area you intend to dig, drill, or bore with white paint, white flags, white stakes, or meet the utility locator so he or she knows where you intend to work. Uh, know the located color code markings for your state. Uh, they, they could be in any form of paint, flags, stakes, or any combination. Uh, the basically, the, the common accepted color code, guys, I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with. Uh, you can find it in the Common Ground Alliance uh, Best Practice Guide, uh, APWA. Uh, it's, pretty, it, it, it's the one we're all used to. Yellow is for gas, red, electric, orange, communications, blue, water, green, sewer, white proposed excavation. Uh, number five, observe the tolerance zone, which is comprised of the width of the existing utilities plus 18 to 24 inches on either side. Check your state requirements. Never dig with machinery inside the tolerance zone. All right, so Tennessee, uh, width of the existing utility plus 24 inches on each side. Um, so if you got a six inch main, it's six inches plus 24 on each side of that. Hand dig on either side of the locator's marks, marking until the utility is visually located. 
Use only hand digging and non-invasive digging methods within the tolerance zone established by your state. Call the one call center and request that the utility lines be remarked if they are washed away or flags or stakes are removed. Uh, Go back to last week, they're on second notice. Any indication that there's something there, call. And, you know, it's spring. It's grass cutting season. So with those, those paint marks and flags can be mowed away, moved. Uh, you know, I see it all the time. Landscapers pick up those flags and put them in one little bunch on the corner of the sidewalk or something. You're like, well, there was something there. So remember that second notice and don't be afraid to call for refresh marks. Report mismarked utilities to the one call center or utility owner. Remember that each state has its own laws and that they vary from state to state. Protect yourself, your fellow workers, and as well as the public environment and vital utilities by calling before you dig. All right, so great little basic toolbox talk there on NUCA's website. So guys, check that out. Uh, and now we're going to invite a new guest into the show uh, to talk about uh, this toolbox talk and have, have a great conversation about the importance of safe digging. So with that, uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Director of Safety from Nuka National, Mr. Carl Vasquez. Carl, thanks for joining us. Good day, sir. Good morning, Matt. And by the way, I'm not a new guest. I've been on the show before. What? <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. You have been on the show before. I guess I meant new for the contest. <laughs> uh, well, how are you, man? Glad to have you back on. I'm good, man. Just came off of a good weekend. Um, I don't know why my four-year-old was having all sorts of uh, panic attacks. Well, not panic attacks, but you know, just uh, temper tantrums yesterday. So uh, I'm glad. I'm glad to be at work today. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with those. We've got a six, five, and four-year-old at home, and so we're we're used to the temper tantrums every now and then. So it's. Uh... Oh, man. I, I don't know how you. I mean, I don't know how you do it with three. I'm good with one, man. I'm good. <laughs> One and done. Ah, man, you get used to it. It's a uh, adapt and survive. Yeah, ten four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, man, I, I'm glad you're joining us for the the safe digging month toolbox talk contest, uh, and we're you know just here to talk safe digging and, and kind of you know get Nuka's perspective on safe digging and, and what it means to to contractors and excavators for what we do. So, uh, what you got for us, man? Well, you know. Uh, uh, in the United States, uh, according to the CGA, the Common Ground Alliance Annual Report for 2019, and they're not able to get the results for 2020 yet because there's always a two to three year lag in uh, some of this information. Uh, as it relates to OSHA, sometimes it could be a four to five year lag, but um, with underground utility hits, uh, typically a year to two year lag. So I, you know, very thankful that we could that I could find the information for the 2019 report um, says uh, 450,000 damage incidents were reported in 2019. And of the and, and, and what's most concerning about that report is that in the United States, damages have been trending upward for the past five years. So, wow. you know, um, you know, when 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 you fail to notify prior to digging, uh, which, it, it, you know, that, that could either be, you know, quantified as a failure to call or an incorrect or incomplete request submission. Uh, but, but that's the biggest individual factor contributing to these damages, not doing the diligence at the, at the front end. Um, and, you know, 
that, that that's that's why these things happen. I can tell you, uh, we've got a local contractor here um, in the D.C. area who I'm very intimately familiar with, and um, at the t- they were digging um, in the in the in the metro in the tri in the tri-state area, um, and um, the project manager for this particular job had gone on vacation. So uh, the superintendent uh, got the got the uh, got the dig request or got the the uh, misutility request, uh, which is also an eight one one type of system or service system. Uh, so got the misutility request um, uh, three days later, right? So the initial call happened. Um, I believe it was on uh, on a Wednesday. But then the job was supposed to uh, uh, it was supposed to commence on a Friday. Well, guess what happened between Wednesday and Friday, Matt? Well, you want to take a wild guess? Um, did they start working or? It rained. Oh, it rained. Oh, rained. So a lot of those lines were blurred, and uh, you know the project manager wasn't there to go out and check the job site prior to any digging, which is. A, a, a very basic rule of thumb, and um, uh, and and sure enough, uh, they dug. Uh, there were some uh, deficiencies with the with what the superintendent should have done, uh, but didn't happen. And uh, long story short, they ended up hitting a line. I think it was a gas line, and they literally took out power to uh, to about three blocks three blocks of residence, which may not sound like much when you're in Tennessee, but think about taking out power to three blocks of a, of a residential area in downtown Nashville. Uh, Think, think about that in, you know, DC, Maryland, or Virginia. That's a lot of people, you know? Um, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking hundreds of thousands of people affected by this. So, um, you know, Doing, doing, you know, that, that, that's the number, you know, failure to notify prior to digging was, uh, was, was what came up as the biggest individual factor that contributed to these damages. So, um, you know, it's important that we, as an industry, we, as an, as, as a, as an association with competent members do everything we can to reverse this trend. Uh, because if it doesn't reverse, um, these general liability claims are going to start to jack up pe- people's insurance. And that, that traditionally, having come from, uh, well, I would say also having an insurance background uh, as it relates to safety, I can tell you that, that general liability is not typically a line of coverage that fluctuates like an auto policy does or like a workers' compensation policy does. Um, and, 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 you know, a general liability thing is something that you, uh, is, is something that you can definitely control. Uh, you can control your workers' compensation uh, cases for, for sure, but, um, you know, but sometimes people do come to work with the intention of getting hurt because they don't want to work, right? And you can control your auto policy to a degree uh, because you're not the only person on the road, uh, but your, your your general liability uh, line of coverage is something that you really have 
the ability to grab by the horns and really maneuver that as you see fit. So um, getting people trained properly, um, developing a Swiss cheese model uh, 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 safety platform where, you know, if, 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 if the pencil goes through one hole, it may go through the second hole, but if that, that third slice of cheese is going to have a brick wall there that it's going to stop. Someone's going to ask the question uh, uh, before work continues. And, um, you know, that's, that's the idea here to establish uh, uh, multiple levels of redundancy when it comes to safety, such that um, if someone happens to get around the first wall or the second wall, that third wall is going to be there to stop them dead in their tracks. Questions get asked, incidents get prevented. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it, the, if to me, if the dirt report from CGA is saying that uh, the number one cause of, of hits is uh, no notification to one call, to 811 or one call, uh, we as an industry need to do some education or, you know, get out there and, and spread that message. And that's one of the reasons we're, we're doing this, this contest is to make sure people aren't missing stuff like that. You know, it, it, last week we focused on second notices with Tennessee 811. And how important that is to the process, because sounds like the contractor you just ex- described to me, it sounds like the if they get out there and the lines are blurred or there's an issue with the markings, that's when they run into the second notice. Your, your responsibility to make a second notice. And I think the other thing that uh, people sometimes don't think about is not just general liability claims on some of these damages, but now with state programs uh, and enforcement uh, programs and all the different states creeping in. That can attach a fine and extra training and extra things as well that people uh, that aren't aren't necessarily tied to the liability claim from the actual utility. Well, it's funny you should mention that, Matt, uh, uh, because that was the next line of of uh, that 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 was the next topic of conversation that I was going to get into. You know, in Pennsylvania, for example, uh, individual excavators found liable can be administratively fined up to $50,000 and up to 90 days imprisonment per dig violation resulting in damage. So like you said, every state is different. Uh, uh, You know, excavation laws vary from state to state, but across the country, efforts are being made to step up safety practices on worksite as a result of, you know, fatal work injury uh, uh, amongst folks in our industry. So uh, it's, it's, you know, it's not a joke. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but there, but there are people out there, you know, there are workers and, and, and equipment operators out there that just take a, you know, oh, well, you know, what do I do? You know, or, 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 you know, oh, well, how could I have uh, avoided that? And, you know, it, it, that's, that's certainly the wrong attitude to take given how damaging uh, uh, this can get when you start at, uh, you know, when you start to add up the things that can happen. So, you know, you've got fines, the liability and legal costs, uh, uh, the, the potential for serious injury or death, lost work time and, 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 uh, uh, and, and, and the lag of the schedule, uh, additional engineering and project management hours, equipment damage, property damage, damaged reputation, lost revenue. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. So, you know, it, 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 it's important to uh, shed the light on this. And, 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 you know, one of the things that I'm going to do um, uh, as the head of, of my department here 
is uh, start to um, uh, send out more communications on this so that we can raise the level of awareness. There's no calculus or, or, or trigonometry or, 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 or whatever complex uh, 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 topic you want to dis- uh, uh, you want to call this. It's not it's it's not complicated. So these are just very simple things that uh, companies have to do to put one foot in front of the other, dot their I's, cross their T's, and we can stop these things from happening. Uh, so as a result of this podcast, um, I'm certainly uh, going to start uh, disseminating a lot more information on a on a weekly basis uh, uh, to to shed more light raise the level of awareness uh, amongst the folks in our industry so that we can prevent things like this from ever happening. Good. Good. That's awesome. And, and one thing you, you touched on there that I, I want to touch on again uh, was the, the potential for injury or, or illness from damaged utilities. I think a lot of people don't think about it. Uh, and I kind of touched on this when I was talking to Bill Turner and we were talking about our state enforcement program on this show a couple of weeks ago. A lot of people pay attention to gas because it'll go boom if something bad happens or electric. Oh, yeah. It could it could cause a major problem. But a lot of people don't you know don't take uh, water or or sewer or some of these others quite as seriously when water is obviously gonna if you hit that it's gonna cause a problem with your ditch that causes potential for more you know more hazardous trench collapse. Uh, a lot of people don't pay attention to sewer, but that can transmit disease and everything else. So if you hit a sewer line and you got to jump down in there to fix it. Uh, because you weren't paying attention to your marks, that's you. You could get very, very sick from that. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, and and um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this little thing called the coronavirus, uh, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you know, um, that you know that can be transmitted uh, because that's uh, via sewage lines and, and 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 you know that's that's what's coming out of people's bodies. So yeah, you're one hundred percent right. You know. Um, you know, I, I, I took the liberty of researching uh, two cases um, uh, that, you know, are, are, are pretty tragic in nature, uh, but I think it's worth discussing, you know. Um, so this past August, two people were killed when they, while, while they were installing fiber optic internet in Iowa, of all places. Now, when you, you know, when I think of, okay, these folks are installing a fiber optic line, I'm not thinking that this is hot, you know, in my, in my experience, it's not high hazard work, but, um, as a result, uh, you know, you know, um, in this situation, a quick phone call in a few days, uh, of, of going over the plans would have saved two lives. They hit it. So while they were installing the fiber optic line, they hit an, ele- they, they hit an underground electrical line and, you know, both of them got electrocuted. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that um, that that this happened because it was completely avoidable. Completely avoidable. Um, certain larger projects, basic utility mapping may not be sufficient. You know, um, there there are there are a ton of of uh, of tools and resources out there that uh, that that uh, that facilitate the process for you. Um, and there are, and, 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 and within those, uh, within those systems, um, are, are built in safety walls that, you know, uh, will come up and say, okay, have you gone out to check the site? Has it rained, uh, uh, prior to you digging? Are the marks still there? 
Um, and, and, and in fact, we can't, you know, funny that, again, it's funny that we should be discussing this um, on the podcast because about two weeks ago, I was talking with a company based out of Canada that basically facilitates the entire process for you. All you need to do is put in the address for where it is that you're going to dig. And literally it, it, um, it uses a, a program that, uh, maps everything out for you. Uh, takes your take, uh, uh, once you put the address in, you don't even have to go to Google earth and do it yourself. The system does it for you or the program does it for you. And then it marks out everything as needed. And then you can compare that to the misutility drawing. Uh, well, you take that drawing, you send it to Miss Utility, Miss Utility verifies it, goes out and marks, and then that gets sent back to you. And that's when the questions begin. Have you been out to the site since, uh, since, the, um, uh, since the plan was approved? Have you uh, physically uh, gone over the drawings with your, uh, with your workers? So, you know, very, very good program. Something that uh, Nuka is in talks to possibly partner up with them and and offer this service as a as a big benefit for the folks uh, that we serve. So you know that's that's crucial. Um, the other incident, Matt, uh, was in back was back in 1998. It's uh, this one took place in Minnesota, and it and it illustrates the idea that accuracy is paramount. Inches matter. Centimeters matter. Feet matter. You know, um, so the gas line was properly marked. The crew failed to check for other underground obstacles. The anchor hit a rock, uh, 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 then struck and ruptured a one-inch gas line. That hit caused an explosion, killing four workers and wounding another twelve. So, on top of the tragedy, estimated property uh, uh, the estimated property losses. Uh, were about $400,000 in damages and a six-month investigation conducted by the NTSB. I've never heard of the NTSB getting involved in anything that's not transportation uh, uh, affiliated, but you can see how serious this was that, that the government felt that that branch needed to be assigned to this incident uh, so that they can investigate. So, you know, it's, it's a it's a serious thing. It's a serious. Oh yeah. And it just goes to show you always got to double check your marks, your maps, uh, you know, pothole to make sure those things are right. And, and I don't know how many times I've seen people, uh, even if they're using a spotter, they'll wave the spotter out of the way and say, well, I'm going to get one more scoop. And then, you know, so always err on the side of caution when you're working around utilities. Cause there's, there's no telling, you know, how accurate the locate is. If the, the locator could have been bleeding off on another utility. It could have been. There's so many things that that go into accurate locating that, uh, you know, always err on the side of caution when you're double checking your marks. Use your soft digging techniques. You know, pothole everything. Uh, you know, it it just protects you in so many ways. So, so, so you you kind of segued me into uh, the three steps to reduce the risk of an underground utility hit. I'm getting good at segueing you. <laughs> If you're ready, I'll give them to you. Yes, sir. Hit me. All right. Number one, read the definitive guide for underground safety and damage prevention. CGA, Common Ground, uh, the uh, Common Ground Association, um, has put together a comprehensive guide outlining the basics of a 
safe digging operation. Uh, the CGA is extremely reliable uh, and, and uh, created specifically for the excavation and construction industry. Um, a great, it's a great stop uh, for your first line of action. Number two, make sure you call before starting any excavation. It is imperative that you arrange the proper surveying. The, the uh, popular 811 call before you dig or miss utility campaign uh, are all valuable resources, but the free service only locates public utilities. Okay, the, the free service only locates public utilities. Most jobs will require contacting a private utility contractor to make sure you've accounted for all underground hazards. And that's the other thing uh, that that that's that's the other area where a lot of our contractors get in trouble when they're on private property. Private property um, that doesn't need you know because it's private property it hasn't been mapped out. So so you should always whenever you have a private in, uh, uh, private property job, um, especially if you are a uh, uh, second tier sub or a third tier sub, you cannot trust what that general contractor is telling you. You, you, you know, we, we had a case. Uh, so part of what Nuka does or part of the, uh, part of the offerings that, that it gives its members is, um, uh, access to a subject matter expert on utility hits and how to fight these claims. Should you find yourself in that situation? And we had one, uh, that called me last month, and sure enough, they were on private property. They hit the, uh, they hit something. They hit a, I think it was a fiber optics line, and um, boy, was it expensive. It was an expensive claim. It was within that eighty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollar range that I initially gave you, and you know they're currently fighting it out. Um, but again. Uh, that individual, you know, that individual probably relied a little too much on the general on the general contractor. Um, and guess what that GC is going to say if that sub hits it? They're going to say, that's on you. That's not on me. So, you know, when you're on private property, uh, you better hand dig whatever you can, because there is the likelihood, a very good likelihood that you will hit something if you go fast and furious. Um so number three, uh, train, train and train and educate. I've, I've always said an educated workforce is a trained workforce. A trained workforce is an educated workforce. Be absolutely certain that you and your team know what they are doing. OSHA provides several excavation safety resources and courses that uh, can get you certified. There's simply no excuse for not doing the job safely and not doing the job with quality. Um, digging under, you know, when, whenever you dig underground, uh, underground utilities, it can have catastrophic consequences. The most dangerous jobs can be done safely as long as, 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 as proper and full due diligence has been done, which is exactly what we said at the beginning of this conversation, Matt. You've got to do your diligence. You've got to dot your I's, cross your T's. You know, it takes the same amount of time to pick up the phone and schedule an underground utility sur uh, uh, survey as it does to read an article about how to avoid it. So, yep. you know, it's it's pretty simple stuff. Yep. And, and just 
to add on to what you just said, on top of doing your due diligence, if you encounter something that you couldn't have known about, stop and deal with it. Agreed. Don't be afraid to stop and deal with it. Yeah. And, you know, I think, man, that's a, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, this is tough, Matt, because, um, again, you know, we, you know, last week, you know, I gave a presentation to Middle Tennessee or to the Tennessee chapter of NUCA on, um, on, um, on safety leadership, you know, and, and, and this, again, this ties right into that. This ties right into that. If you've got a supervisor and I know them, I know them, I know you know them. If you've got a supervisor who's, who's, uh, you know, who's riding your butt and all they're concerned about is, you know, the schedule and profit and uh, getting it done. Um, how likely, how likely is it that that individual is going to feel empowered to stop the way that you just described it? I don't think very likely, Matt. No, you're you're exactly right. So it all begins at the top. You know, it all begins at the top. But I would say this, even if, even if you have that type of supervisor that's writing, um, that supervisor doesn't have your name. That supervisor doesn't have uh, uh, your reputation to protect. That's your responsibility. And, you know, if you're, you know, I'm, uh, I don't, I don't mean to get, um, uh, I don't mean to get religious on anyone here, but here's the thing, Matt. Um, I can honestly tell you, I can honestly tell you that if you are a good person, if you are a good person, if you have integrity, if you have morals, if you have commitment, if you are, if you have those three things, the worst thing that you could ever think of will never happen to you, will never happen to you. You'll always have a job. Uh, you'll always have someone looking out for you. And uh, and you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about working for the uh, uh, uh supervisor who's constantly yelling and deriding and, 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 and demeaning people, you know, um, I've seen it. I've worked with them. Thankfully, not very many of them, but they are out there, Matt, they are out there. And so what I would say to those people that, uh, that, that, that I take my responsibility serious to those people that I serve, uh, those folks that are out in the field, um, uh, uh, and in that excavation or in that operator, uh, you know, in that operator's cab, um, I would say to them, you know, do what you know is right. Do what you know is right. Stop the job, have integrity and know that, uh, that, that, that the big guy upstairs is never going to let you fall if you exhibit those three things. So you're absolutely right. And, and, And if you are a supervisor and somebody says, Hey, I think we need to stop and take a look at this. Be willing to do it. It never hurts to stop, take a look at it, discuss it, come up with a plan, move along safely. That's right. And, That's right. And I, I know we can get into the the EBTO, as you say, conversation, but I think we're going to need a whole other podcast for that one. Do we do we do? Because uh, <laughs> you know, it's something that needs to be discussed at length. And you know, um, uh, man, uh, uh, I definitely look forward to having that conversation with you because there are, you know. 
a lot of contradictions uh, in, in, in who a person is off the job and who a person is on the job. So, you know, uh, those are things that I look forward to talking with you about on the show. So let's make that happen. Oh, we will for sure. We'll have to get that one scheduled. Uh, well, before we wrap this one up, you got anything else you want to hit us on with on safe digging or? Uh, no, you know, just remember that um, uh, trench safety stand down week is in is coming up in June. Um, and uh, that's going to be exciting. Um, you know, given that we're still in the middle of all this coronavirus stuff, uh, it's going to be um, uh, virtual. But uh, stay tuned because I'm working uh, very closely with some of our associate members to bring you guys some very uh, uh, inf- uh, some some very important information and demonstrations that I think we'll all walk away better from. Absolutely. And then last year, the, even though it was virtual, and I know everybody loves to get together and shake hands, the virtual information was great last year. Awesome. You know, and, and I expect the, the same this year. So everybody definitely be looking forward to, to tune into that one. 10-4. Uh, 10-4. Carl, I appreciate you joining us, man. That was, this was awesome. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. All right, guys. I hope everybody enjoyed uh, this week's Toolbox Talk. I thought it was a good one. Uh, you know, just bringing more and more and more awareness to this as uh, as Nuka tries to continue to spread our damage prevention uh, message and get more people informed. And, and you know, when, when the number one cause of damages across the country is people not calling 811, there's clearly some sort of disconnect there. So we need to figure it out and we'll get there. Uh, but with that, it's time to announce the winner of week one. Uh, week one winner was Mr. Adam Flew Allen from Team Construction. And I'm pretty excited to say it for the first, it's the first time in three years I've had a Team Construction guy uh, win one of these weekly drawings. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. I think that's really awesome. Um, but... Uh, Let's um, let's see more and more people get involved next week. We had 36 entries uh, this week from Team, Cleary, Relodyne, and I talked to a few others uh, that, uh, you know, had issues distributing it or, or just they just missed it or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, I want to see more and more people involved in this e- next week. Um, I talked to one company that they said uh, one of their issues was they were having troubles getting it sent out, but making it fillable. So it was a PDF. And because I, I want to make uh, let you guys know, you can either print it, send it as a fill, fillable PDF, uh, take it and put it into your own system. Uh, that's what we do here at team. Uh, I did not send. Well, I did. I forwarded the email to all of my guys uh, with the PDF in it. But then I also took the information from the toolbox talk put it into the system that we use for our weekly toolbox talks so that they could get it that way. So as long as it's the right information and the same information, it doesn't have to be that exact physical form. Um, if you've got a system in place that you already send information to your guys from and they can send stuff back to you, please use that. You know, Make it as easy as possible for you and your people to do this. Uh, as long as they're getting the correct information and they're getting the information about this, that's what matters. So. Uh, Thank you to everybody who participated. Thank you to Tennessee 811 for uh, last week's toolbox talk and last week's prize or this week's prize. Uh, Adam, I know how to reach you. I'll be getting to, I'll be getting that prize to you. Um, again, pretty excited to have first time winner from team. So uh, it's kind of cool this being the third year that we've done this. I'm starting to recognize names of people from other companies. I, I recognized a lot of the names from Cleary. I'm looking forward to when Portland submissions get to coming in. I, I'm sure I'll recognize some of theirs and Rosso's and 
So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, guys. Uh, but thank you all for participating. Congratulations to Adam. I hope you enjoyed this week's Toolbox Talk, and we'll be drawing another winner uh, next week and every week for the month of April. So thank you, guys. Uh, and before I wrap this up, we'll go into a couple of chapter announcements from East Tennessee and Middle Tennessee. So for East Tennessee, uh, guys, still working on those committees they've got coming. Uh, their safety committee, uh, now being chaired by Andy Graves from United Rentals, still looking for members to step up and help improve safety for contractors in East Tennessee. Uh, and they're also putting together a workforce development committee, still looking for people passionate about developing the workforce in and around East Tennessee chapter area. So if you're interested in any of those, please reach out to Wendy, wendy at nuca.com, W-E-N-D-I at nuca, N-U-C-A dot com. Uh, and then here in Middle Tennessee, guys, uh, just wrapped up our um, associate member meeting. Thought that went really good. Looking to expand that, maybe maybe doing that in conjunction with a golf tournament or some other sort of event uh, next year. So looking forward to that one. Uh, but here coming up April 22nd uh, at 3 p.m., Corey site visit with Robert's Group in Gallatin, Tennessee. And then after the, the Corey visit, we're going to go to uh, Jonathan's Grill there for happy hour to do a little, a little socializing, a little networking, you know, get back in front of one another again. Uh Saturday, May 8th, uh, should see is, is the National Soccer Club game day that we're doing in conjunction with East Tennessee and Kentucky. So you should be seeing the details on how to register for that in your weekly email this week. Uh, Washington Summit coming up May 25th to the 27th. Uh, that is going to be virtual again this year, and virtual was awesome last year. So if you weren't a part of it, get on it. Uh, save the date for the annual clay shoot is November 4th at the Nashville Gun Club. Uh, and then Save the date for the holiday extravaganza coming up December 18th at Bagsby Ranch in Gallatin as well. Uh, and then again, guys, um, be checking your weekly emails for these things. Uh, all the information, all the registration links are in there. Um, and I also want to let everybody know that uh, in Middle Tennessee, the Each One Reach One membership contest is back on. Uh, you know, COVID kind of threw a wrench in our plans last year, uh, but the Each One Reach One membership contest is back on. Uh, you know, so a goal is for each member to recruit one new member. But any members that go out there and hit it hard recruiting, like Neil Wilson did last year, are going to win four tickets to a suite for a Nashville Predators game. Uh, you know, food and drink included. So uh, get out there, get recruiting, get as many people in here as you can, help support what we're doing at Nuka, and we're going to uh, continue to try and shape this industry and drive these things towards what we're all working for. So if you have any questions, reach out to Wendy, wendy at nuca.com. Reach out to Natalie, midtn at nuca.com. Or, of course, reach out to me, mmingus at teamconllc.com. And uh, we'll be happy to happy to chat with you guys. Uh, so with that, I'll wrap it up right there. You guys stay safe out there. Keep digging Tennessee.